Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cop On Podcast. Or if it's your first time, you're also very, very welcome. And um, please, if you can, share Cop On with someone who you know, who you know who might like it. And uh, I'm delighted for this uh, very special part two of our Real Madrid preview to be joined by Josh at Distance Covered, um, who is uh, an expert uh, analyst for um, for the Echo, for Blood Red podcast, has the amazing show Analyzing Anfield. So welcome back to Cop On, Josh. How are you doing? Are you as excited as I am for Saturday? <laughs> no, thanks for the welcome, mate. It's uh, It's been a while since I came on, but, you know, glad to be involved, glad to be back. And, uh, yeah, I think Saturday is... Obviously a big game, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a nice way to round off the season. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully. Um, although part one of my, um, uh, you know, our Cop On podcast's uh, preview was with uh, Joe, who's a journalist who's covered Real Madrid. He's literally been pitch side at the Bernabeu all season. And he's he's given me, you know, a case of the willies, you know, more willies than Willie Thorne watching Free Willy. Um, but, you know, I'm going to try and hopefully calm the nerves through the medium of stats. Uh, for example, Josh, I, I, got, I found a nice one uh, via fbref.com for shot creating actions. OK. And from dead ball situations, Liverpool in the Champions League have created 31 shots from dead ball situations, which is the best in Europe, uh, compared to Madrid, who have only created 12 shots from set pieces. So that's one stat that I like. Um, what's uh, What are some of the stats that give you confidence going into this final? Well, I think I think one of the one of the main ones is probably, um, you know, I think Madrid has been pinked as, as a relatively fortunate team to be in the final. And uh, you can kind of get a gauge on that if you look at the the expected goals attached to each match they played in the knockout stages. So for a bit of perspective on that, um, in the knockouts, this is purely the Champions League knockouts. Real Madrid have generated an expected goals with about seven point eight. So what that means is that the the shots that they've generated have been worth roughly eight goals, maybe in terms of, you know, the location of them and, and all that sort of stuff. In actual reality, they've scored 14. Um, now, that obviously offers an insight into into how clinical that they've been, you know, the, the finishing ability of Madrid. But it also offers an insight into an element of fortune, you know, because generally over a long period of time, at least, teams don't tend to overperform expected goals to such an extent. So what that suggests is, you know, if if you were to present Madrid with those same shots again, they probably wouldn't score fourteen. They'd probably score closer to eight. Um, and in terms of what opposing teams have generated against them, opposing teams have generated shots worth about ten, eleven goals. Um, but they've scored about they've scored eleven goals, so they've they've finished in line with expectation. Uh, but what they've generated against Madrid has been far more than what Madrid have generated against them, essentially. And what that means, basically, is, you know, in a, in a fair world, 
you know, Madrid probably would have would have exited the competition by now. But as a result of finishing, you know, mentality, histor- history in this tournament, potentially, they've just been able to find a way and get through. But what what Liverpool can do is look at that with a bit of confidence and think, OK, we're, play- we're facing a team here who probably don't deserve to be in the final. That's very good. That's very reassuring. Thank you very much. That's very exciting. But I, I looked at um, compared to dead ball situations of of shot creating actions. I looked at the opposite, which you know, which you could call live ball situations. You know, when you're creating from open play, um, Madrid are actually either top or second top with having created two hundred and forty six shots from open play compared to Liverpool's 212, uh, which is very interesting when you um, talk about the XG that you just said, because from those 246 shots, a lot of them then would be sort of pot shots from Madrid, you know, ones that don't generate high XG. Is that right? So it is it is true. I mean, Madrid haven't generated as, as many opportunities of Liverpool in this competition. And in terms of the locations of those opportunities, Liverpool are also also tend to generate opportunities closer to goal, uh, which is perhaps why Liverpool have been maybe more of a potent attacking force in this competition compared to Madrid. Um, but nevertheless, they still generate enough. Um, and the likes of Kevin Benzema in particular has been able to basically convert water into wine, really. Uh, if, you, if you present him with, with almost any opportunity within the confines of the penalty box, he seems to be able to find the net. Um, and again, that comes back to, to superior finishing ability. Um, as you said there, Liverpool are currently top of the Champions League this season for shots. They've generated 70. Madrid are fourth at the minute on 175. Uh, but Liverpool have only found, uh, found a target five times more than Madrid. Um, and in terms, of, in terms of finishing, Madrid have the edge ever so slightly on Liverpool. So... It's going to be interesting to see how things play out. It sure will. Um, absolutely. Um, for, for I don't know, for reference, you could look at last season. I mean, we did play them in April last year. It's only a year ago. Um, where they had uh, Lucas Vasquez at right back, Militao and Nacho and, and Mendy at the back. I mean, a couple of those players will change. Uh, in midfield, they had uh, Modric, Casemiro and Cruz. Uh, they had Asensio, who will probably be replaced by Valverde, Benzema and, and Vinny up front. So it's, a few changes will, will be made to the Real Madrid team for Saturday, you, you would think. Whereas Liverpool, um, that day we had Sadio Mane, Diogo Jota and Salah. So presumably Diaz will come in up front. And then in midfield, we had Vinaldum, Fabinho and Keita. And then at the back, we had Robertson, Kabak. Phillips, Trent, and then Allison in goal. And we lost that one 3-1 with Vinicius Jr. having a particularly uh, terrific game, scoring two goals. And he could have scored, I remember, about, I don't know, three or four maybe, because he was he was absolutely amazing. Um, 
you would think, I mean, again, looking at the good news, we're being optimistic today with Virgil back, who said, I mean, I've got an article in front of me from the brilliant this is Anfield.com, basically saying uh, that he's 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 fully fit. He feels 100 percent. He said, my body is definitely enjoying a little bit of a rest and I'm fine. Absolutely fine. So with Virgil back, um, Josh, we can we can expect better you know against to, to stop uh Vinny in particular as well as the very dangerous Karim Benzema yeah well not just not just Virgil I think um his partners are also back since since that last game against Madrid you know we've got Joel Matip in there potentially Ibrahima Kanati who's a little bit faster than Matip and potentially a little bit better 1v1 which could be a reason why he would potentially start uh, on the side of, of of Vinicius as opposed to Matip but overall, I am really looking forward to Madrid facing, you know, the version of Liverpool that we all know. Because over the past few years, they seem to have faced Klopp's Liverpool, but without key parts in the team. Obviously, in the final few years back in Kiev, Salah goes off after half an hour. And last season, we had a number of injuries, couldn't play in our usual manner because of the, the limitations, maybe, of the centre-halves. And... Um, you know, even in the midfield departments, having the, having the proper midfield departments, hopefully this time around will will be nice to go head to head with uh, Cruz, Modric, and Casemiro in terms of Thiago, Henderson, and, and Fabinho. Whether they will all play remains to be seen. But I think Liverpool, when they've got even ninety percent of their players fit, are, are one of the best teams in Europe, if not the best team in Europe. Um, and I think Madrid would would over the past few years would have struggled to deal with Liverpool's top level, but they just never seem to see it. Uh, but hopefully this time around, hopefully Liverpool will be able to show the best version of themselves. Yeah, it's a great answer. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. And fingers crossed for Thiago, although, of course, uh, we're recording this on um, whatever day it is today, Thursday, I believe. And uh, yesterday, Thiago was only in very, very light training. So he's still touch and go as we're recording this for Saturday. But um, in terms of the centre-back partner for Virgil, yes, the old Matip Konate. I don't know about you, but I'm utterly addicted to podcasts and I listen to maybe five or six a day, um, most of them Liverpool-based, especially, you know, given the excitement of what's going on. And it, it's really dividing opinion. Some people say Matip basically for the experience and the fact that he's very good. You know, our defence seems a little bit more organised and a little bit less chaotic when Matip is playing or as you mentioned um, you know other people are going for Konate because of his speed to stop the threat of uh, Vinny I would probably go for the latter Ibu uh, because of that very reason because he's he's fast I mean yes he made a big error last week when he the ball sailed over his head for Wolves' goal but I think you know, that recovery pace is something that will be ideal because we're going to press high, we're going to press like maniacs. Um, what would you do, Josh? I'm actually not sure on this one. This is a really difficult one. This, um, because I think, although Canate has obvious perks with this match in terms of his pace and his 1v1 ability, he is also just nowhere near his experience as Matup. And um, I think there's been Two moments come to mind this season with Canate, uh, which suggest that he's he's got you know bags of potential. He's going to be really really good, I think. But he's also still at that 
maybe points of his career where he's he's prone to the odd. I don't know if, if error is the word, but the, the two I can think of anyway was recently uh, in the last game of the season where he goes to he goes to uh, to head the ball in the, in the first couple of minutes against Wolves, totally misjudges the flight of the ball and it goes over his head. And the the other example I can think of was against Benfica, I think away from home. Um, ball is played into the box. It's a relatively simple ball to get rid of. He can't sort his feet out. It goes through his legs, and I think Darwin Nunes potentially finds the net. Now, there's obviously nothing wrong with that in terms of his development. It's it's understandable as to be expected, really. But when it comes to a final, you just simply cannot make those mistakes. You just you have to be as perfect as not uh, as possible. The first goal is massive. And I think if if Canate was was to have one of those in the final, it would be extremely costly. You know, Liverpool have have had those issues in the past. Say, for example, with Loris Carius. Um Canate's nowhere near that level. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like if you if you was to play, if you was to ask who who is more reliable out of Canate and Mazup in terms of that sort of thing, I would say Mazup comfortably. Um, but then you obviously have to factor in that Matip is, is not as quick, maybe not as equipped to cope with Vinicius Junior 1v1. And um, for that reason, it's really, really difficult. I, I think Klopp will probably go with Matip. Um, and I think I would probably probably side with Matip, with the, which opens up the prospect of potentially, you know, if it does go to extra time, then potentially you can bring on Canate for the, for the last... Last half an hour or so, fresh legs, things like that. Um, but I think I would start with Matip, although it, it's potentially a, a coin flip. Really, it's it's fifty fifty. Excellent answer. Yeah, it is a difficult one, and you can see the the value of both. But I just think you know horses for courses in this in this very specific regard because it, we have to pay respect to the to the. Um, brilliance of Real Madrid, especially in midfield, the passers, you know, Tony Cruz, absolutely wonderful player, and uh, Luka Modric, of course, we've seen a number of times in the Champions League this season. I believe he's got eight assists this season. Um, and he's 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 utterly amazing. So their their ability to pick out Vinny is something that I'm just I just think it's guaranteed to happen at some point, maybe on many points throughout the game. So uh, you know, I would I would definitely go for Konate in that in that respect. But anyway, it's all a matter of opinion. Everybody's welcome to them. Um, what is not a matter of opinion is uh, you mentioned Loris Carius there. We've had a huge upgrade since the 2018 final with uh, Alison Becker. But um, I was looking at goalkeeping stats because um, there was a stat that really surprised me. Um, Liverpool have played 12 games and we've conceded, according to fbref.com, 27 shots on target. Real Madrid have played 12 games and they've conceded 62, 62 compared to 27. Uh, so hopefully we'll, 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 we'll be able to carve them open like a, you know, like a, like a knife through a, a sharp knife through a crumpet. And um, they... Uh, but unfortunately, they've got Thibaut Courtois in goal, who saved 48 of those 62 shots, which is amazing save percentage of 77.4%. I was looking at Alison Becker, 
And I was like, where is he on the list? And I was scrolling down. I was scrolling down past teams like Young Boys and Dinamo Kiev, past teams like Club Bruges, and past teams like Besiktas. And bottom of the list for save percentage in the Champions League this season is Liverpool. Alisson Becker, 51.9% save percentage. And I ask you, Josh, why do you think this is? Do you think it's because of the quality of chances that Liverpool have conceded in the Champions League, which has generally been very high? It's it's interesting. I wasn't actually aware of that. Um, but if you look at Allison in the Premier League, it's it's fine. You know, it's I think it's upwards of about seventy five percent, maybe. I think you're right. Uh, so yeah, seventy four, seventy five. Uh huh. Yeah. So in the Champions League, I'm not I'm not too sure. Really. That's quite interesting. Um, I mean, I suppose you could put it down to throughout the season. We've mentioned this on on analysing Anfield a number of times. Liverpool have been inclined to to give up one v ones really. Um, on the back of those one v ones, Allison's been able to dominate most of them. But I suppose in the Champions League, you're just facing a slightly better standard of player. Maybe those players have taken the chances a little bit more. But then on top of that, uh, it is a small sample. You know, twenty seven shots on target and fourteen saves. That that's. I, I know it's it's. Doesn't sound particularly great, but in in the Premier League, he will have faced significantly more than that, and uh, as a result of that, his numbers are likely to be a bit more almost reliable. Really, um, just getting up the numbers now. Yeah, so in in the Premier League, he's faced um two hundred and thirty seven shots on target. Uh, that doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> uh, but apparently, he has. No, that's that, that can't be like that, that can't be like. Well, no, after thirty-eight games, so it's about uh, it's about what? What's that? That's about five, right, no, about six, six or seven a game. He faced one hundred and five. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong section there. Oh, so okay. anyway, he's he faced one hundred and five compared to the Champions League sample of twenty-seven. So if you ask, if you were to ask me, which which sample is more reliable, I I would say the, the Premier League for obvious reasons. Um, but it is interesting that you flagged that and. Maybe it's it's you know a bit of inspiration there for Alisson to start doing a little bit better in Europe, um, even though we we can't really complain with his level, can we? We can't, and and as you say, these things generally, uh, you know, even out over time. So maybe Alison Becker is 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 due a blinder in goal. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, you know, we don't. We we're gonna. I mean, unfortunately, we, we, we've run out of time, more or less. But I, I, I want to talk to you about the positives, um, especially going forward. Then we, we've talked about how Real Madrid, they do give up chances. They do give up shots on goal. Uh, they have the brilliant Thibaut Courtois in goal. But we've got some amazing attackers. I'm presuming you're going to go Diaz, Mane and Salah. And I want I want to ask you, what are you most excited about for, in terms of you know the goals we can score? I'm excited about uh, what a flagged area in terms of Real Madrid, hopefully facing the the actual version of Liverpool rather than a, a knockoff version almost. I'm excited to see Luis Diaz up against Danny Carvajal. Uh, I've watched a number of Real Madrid's knockout matches this season and Danny Carvajal has been comfortably their biggest issue, let's say, on the defensive side of the game. He's going to be up against Luis Diaz, as I said, who seems to be on fire at the moment. Super direct, loves to engage in 1v1s. Um, and if you think of 
potentially how how Kylian Mbappe did in particular against Carvajal. Um, Carvajal experienced real difficulty there. I'm not sure Diaz is as good as Mbappe one v one, but he's he's not far off. Uh, so I'm I'm intrigued to see how that battle goes. Um, and obviously, you can't not be intrigued by by um, Virgil Van Dijk's supposed battle with with Karim Benzema. Obviously, it's never as straightforward as that. Considering there's two centre halves, Benzema could easily pull on to the the, the weaker side. Um, but just that that as a battle, potentially the best striker in Europe this season up against the best centre half in the world. It's it's mouth watering. And then you you obviously have the Vinicius up against Trent, which is going to be a bit of a tightrope because Trent is is known for his offensive contributions going forward and things like that. And I'm sure Vinicius will will test whether Trent is willing to do that by almost cheating a little bit and and remaining behind Trent even when Trent goes forward, and just asking that question: Are you going to stay with me or are you going to are you going to go on attack in the final third? So it's going to be a really interesting battle. Um, Ancelotti tends to do fairly well against Jurgen Klopp based on previous meetings. So yeah, it's it's going to be a chess game. It's going to be a chess game, and I can't wait. I'm absolutely thrilled. Hopefully, Real will crumble under the pressure, crumble like my auntie's favourite dessert. Uh, I want to thank you so much, Josh, for joining me today. It's been it's been a delight to go through some some really interesting stats. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, where are you going to watch the match? Uh, well, I'm I'm watching it from from home. I think um, I sadly couldn't get a ticket, which is why I'm not going to Paris. Um, and in terms of watching it out somewhere, I've done that in previous years, and uh, I find that you can't actually see the game. And you're surrounded by people who aren't actually interested in the game. So uh, I think I'm going to stick to to home watching this season, even though it's a little bit boring. Oh, that's not boring. That's the best seat in the house, really. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Well, great stuff. Thank you very much, Josh. Enjoy. And hopefully we'll bring home number seven and you can go to the parade. That'll be fun, wouldn't it? Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good, mate. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely be there for that one. (laughs) 